0: down nation welcome to the college football rundown i'm woach and i'm walt we got a special guest this week we got michael story uh joining us this week thanks for coming on michael
1: yeah my pleasure guys thanks for having me back i'm excited
0: yeah we had michael around for some episodes last season uh we also had him on for a few of the preview uh previews uh, conference previews early in the season which was awesome so thanks again for coming on uh just a little bit of uh Housekeeping here. We had the DraftKings league last week. Cruz two four four one with a hundred and seventy six points. It's a huge week for what what was out there last week. A uh, couple of the contests I was in the the big free one on DraftKings. I think the top guy at about two oh five. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't play in any uh, any other contests other than our league. He was he was funneling all his energy in the league, but nevertheless, good week for him. Uh, he ran with three running backs. One of them, Travion Henderson who scored just he just popped off guys he scored 50.20 points for ohio state it's 104 dollars per point also at kenneth walker who scored 30.90 which was uh which was big this week we'll have the saturday 12 game slate uh for the DraftKings league so make sure you get into that
1: it's been a good league so far. Yeah, they, uh, Still waiting on that koozie from that win two weeks
0: ago from you guys, but uh, maybe I'll just swing by and pick it up one of these days. Oh, well, we'll get it for you. We'll get it for you. All right. Uh, a little bit uh, talking about last week's game, guys. Uh, Alabama, who scored 31 points versus Florida, 29. Uh, what do you guys think about that game?
1: this this was a great game it was great to see dan mullen's crew come back they were down early in the game down 21 to 3 at one point i think in the first quarter yeah, but yeah. Uh, i don't know if it was the crimson tide couldn't couldn't keep the momentum going or or dan mullen said something to them uh, but uh, florida really came back they only played one quarterback this game and i think uh mullen held richardson out as a precaution and i, I believe he was only available in the in case of an emergency but it seemed to work in this case. I know he's been rotating uh, uh, running back, or, um, well, he's been rotating running backs, rotating quarterbacks quite a bit. But it seemed really that this w- was a good game plan against Alabama. I really enjoyed this game. Uh, Florida's for real. I mean, if they want a shot at uh, taking the SEC, they got to get through Georgia first, who has gotten tremendous defense. But uh, I don't, Alabama looked vulnerable too. Just a good game all around.
2: Yeah, I. But- you- Go ahead, Walt. Go that, ahead. that seems happy right now is Georgia, man. They, they they see a kink in the armor that is Alabama. You know, it's I thought Alabama was just going to roll for it. It looked like that at the beginning of the game to me. But I mean, now Georgia sees that kink in Alabama, and they got they got a little uh, light at the end of the tunnel, which they might be. They might have a claim right now, in my opinion, Georgia. That is to be the best team of the nation. So I think that's where this game really went to.
0: I can't disagree with you, Walt. I mean, Florida, the Florida defense, which we know isn't all that great, held Alabama to 331 yards. Uh, so that, I mean, they did they did an admirable job against Bama and their that huge defensive line and just good defense they have in general. So, I mean, just thinking about that, what can Georgia do to that Bama, that Bama offense? I mean, it, it's just they'll stop them in their tracks. Uh, you know, Florida, Bama couldn't stop Florida in this game either. Florida had 440 yards in the game, 245 of which were on the ground. That's crazy to think about that for an Alabama team. You never hear those kind of numbers. Uh, that's just that's just unheard of. So, yeah, like story said, Bama looks beatable. There's, And like you said, there's a kink in the armor. So uh, Florida did look surprisingly good all around. It was a great game. Yeah, um, it was good to yeah. see.
1: I mean, it, them getting gashed on the ground was certainly surprising, especially with how Florida won games last year with Trask and Kyle Pitts and, and the passing game. So them being able to run it really stands a chance in the SEC. I'll just cap it off by saying I would hate to be an Alabama player this week, A two-point win for Saban is probably like a 50-point loss in his mind, so you know he's running those boys hard this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another game from last week, Georgia Tech scored seven on Clemson, who only scored 14. That was a tight one. And I mean, this is Clemson at home, guys. (laughs) Uh, Clemson at home. 284 to 298 yards in that game. So Georgia Tech almost equaled Clemson's output, which is surprising there.
1: Yeah, this this is gross. This is this is not uh the Clemson that we were expecting to see this year. Uh in fact, Georgia Tech had a chance to even win that game, but uh, they you know, turnover on downs, shut it down, but Clemson uh there's nothing to like about this team except for running back Will Shipley. He's he's putting up serviceable numbers. If I had him on my fantasy team, I'd be moderately happy. If I had anybody else, even Justin Ross, who I thought was going to be an absolute stud this year, I'd be I'd be panicking a little bit. Um, it was just another mediocre effort from the Tigers, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw uh, a little bit of shakeup um, at the running back, a little bit more rotation uh, from Davos Sweeney. In general, though, I'm not really excited about this Clemson team moving forward.
2: Well, a lot of people aren't really excited about Clemson right now, and I'm going to push back, and I'm going to say that you know Clemson lost that heartbreaker to Georgia, which really, you know I'm sure, took their sails out. I, I think Clemson is a team that does come back at the end of the year. I think that this Georgia Tech game was kind of an anomaly. Maybe this pushes them to get, you know, hey, we're not the best team in the nation. We need to work harder. I think that's kind of what comes out of this. But as far as the Georgia Tech-Clemson game, that I mean, I agree. That was kind of garbage. I, I should We should have never seen that kind of performance out of Clemson.
0: We had Michigan State take it to Alabama. Or no, not Alabama, sorry. Michigan State <laughs> take, it, from Miami, take forward, it to Miami. Looking forward, Miami. 38 to 17, guys. Michigan State. I had them on the money line. I thought they would win, but they won by a large margin, man. And Kenneth Walker just keeps doing it on the ground for Michigan State.
1: You know, I, I didn't have the uh, the stones to take him on the money line. Definitely took him on the spread. And Wall, uh, thanks for pointing out the first half line on Michigan State. <laughs> Got a little 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 scary there at the end there, but the Air King he came through for us with another big turnover. So. Uh, Miami doesn't look all that good, but the offense of MSU is just clicking on all cylinders right now, firing on all cylinders, right? Quarterback Peyton Thorne, he takes care of the ball. He's not, he's not gonna he's not a world beater. He's got a, a little bit of legs to him, but he is just a really good, smart, high IQ, high football IQ quarterback. And then what else can you say about Kenneth Walker? Uh just an incredible, incredible player this year I don't think anybody was expecting to see what we're seeing out of him but they've got other players on that MSU offense that are making plays Jaden Reed Jalen Ayler uh, this is a good offense I'm very surprised um, that we're what we're seeing from Michigan State I've, I've always been a fan of Michigan State and it's exciting to see them really put it together this year
0: can you can't forget about uh, Hayward either he's still there Super senior, the guy's still pounding <laughs> around. He's he's one of those big backs, so you, you know when he's in there. Well, <laughs> is, he like a, a is he an H
1: back or is he a tight end? I, I'm not even sure what he's classified as.
0: I don't even know anymore.
2: He's got the size of a tight end, but he does run that H back position if you want to call it that in these formations these days. But he's definitely a running back. Well, which we uh we went up to you, I like the story kind of alluded to. We we did take. Michigan State minus two and a half in the first half line and man did that pay off that was some good money let me tell you but it was just a matter of fact of betting on the better team and we were absolutely right it did get a little hairy there at the end of the first half but you know as the game progressed there was really no you could tell Miami was not going to win that game Michigan State came out to play and they're a team that I'm going to be looking at to bet on the rest of the season for sure. Uh,
0: One more game we have the whiteout Uh, In Happy Valley, Penn State did hold off Auburn in the uh, game day last weekend.
2: (laughs) Woj, this was the game, man. I love watching this in college football, and this is why you watch college football. I mean, NFL, take a back seat. They have nothing compared to 110,000 people jumping around at (laughs) night. Oh, Woj, it was great. We got a great game on the field, too. I mean, the better team won, I think, but you really don't know because they had a lot of home field advantage in this one. A lot of uh,
0: whole ton, whole ton of home field advantage. That those crowd, that crowd was going nuts all night, and it was just cool to watch it on on TV. It was, I, I can only imagine what it would have been to be there. Well, I
1: wonder if that contributed to some of Auburn's uh, questionable decisions, shall we say, especially on fourth down and some of the plays that we saw. Um, we saw some really incredible defensive plays by by Penn State. And then we saw some questionable stuff on, on Auburn's side. And we also saw some questionable officiating in this game as well. But in general, it was an exciting game to watch. I really like watching Jahan Dotson. That guy does it all, right? 10 passes, scored a touchdown for the fifth consecutive, fifth consecutive game. And I believe he became the first non Penn State quarterback to complete a pass since guess who? Saquon Barkley versus Michigan in 2017. So just an exciting game all around. I've never been a huge fan of. Auburn so nice to see the Big Ten beating the SEC once again
0: I mean you talk about Dotson but I'm going to talk about the guy that throws the Dotson uh Sean Clifford I mean he passed he checked every single box in that game for as big of a game as it was the guy went 28 for 32 almost perfect 280 yards and two TDs he did throw an interception but I mean the guy did his job in that game am I wrong
1: no, not at all. Probably his best game for the Lions. Certainly his best game this year. Probably his best game as a Nittany Lion. Certainly. It's good to see him making steps for it. I'd like to see him run a little bit more. He's he's definitely got a little juice on the ground. I'd like to see that. Well, especially as a as I since I have him on my fantasy team, you know,
0: running <laughs> quarterbacks
1: certainly provide a little more oomph for the scoring. Uh, but in general, taking care of the ball. Yeah, one interception. That's okay. Didn't kill him. Um, good to see Sean Clifford coming into into his own this year, especially after last year.
0: Yeah, all right, let's move on to this week's game. Uh, Biggest one probably of the week. Uh, We have number 12, Notre Dame, uh, playing number 18, Wisconsin at Soldier Field for game day this week, Wall. I I mean, come on. Come on. We got Notre Dame playing Wisconsin at Soldier Field.
2: It's like just the gift that keeps on giving. That is college (laughs) football, baby. I'm excited for this one. Wisconsin's minus 6.5, over under a a 46.5. Notre Dame plus... 190 in the money line this beginning of the season this is not something I would have thought would happen I thought this line would actually move closer beginning of the season opened it was at one or two they did have it on for your future but it's at six and a half now Notre Dame's all the way to plus 190 almost you know two to one on your money that's crazy to me but makes sense Notre Dame has not been playing good football Florida State 41 to 38 squeaked by Toledo 32 to 29 that's a Mac team and then last week I mean, Purdue, I think Purdue's a good team, but still squeak by Purdue, a team they should have crushed, 27-13. So this line is moving towards Wisconsin's favor. People do not want to put money on Notre Dame. I would be surprised if it went over seven, but this is probably a game I sit out now that that line's moved so much.
1: I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. This is uh, one of those, although it's not a world-beating offense, uh, Jack Cohen's been pretty good the last few games. He's averaging over 300 yards passing. Uh, he's a tremendous deep ball thrower, nine touchdown passes, and just a really great veteran quarterback back there. But on the other side of the ball, the Badgers' defense has been absolutely outstanding. Number two in the nation in total defense. They're getting off the field in a hurry. They lead the nation in time of possession, averaging 41 minutes a game. 41 minutes a game, that is just insane, right? They're averaging 66 rushing yards, allowing 66 rushing yards over the last two games. Um the Irish, they can't get anything going on the ground, so this is going to be going, Cohen going to have to air it out. And then if he can make some big plays, what does Wisconsin do to keep up, right? Are they going to try to keep the ball out of Graham Mertz's hands because he's not been good, um, especially when pressured? Um, they've got a really good running game with um, – uh, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Help me out, uh Now the starting running back for Wisconsin. I
0: think it's uh, Musali, the transfer from Malusi. Clemson. Malusi, yeah. transfer from Malusi,
1: Clemson, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and now, now back up Jalen Berger, unfortunately. Um, uh, but this, this, I think this game really comes down to turnovers. And, uh, if, if Notre Dame can, can get the turnovers, can make it happen, then they certainly can win this. Otherwise, if this is a straight game, I think Wisconsin is going to take this in what is sure to be a mid scoring game. I don't think, I don't think we're seeing truly low scoring, but I don't think, think we're going to see a barn burner either.
0: You know, I talked about this uh, during the conference preview about this game for Wisconsin. This is the big, huge showcase game for Jack Cohen because he comes back and now gets to play against Wisconsin. Uh, And, uh, I mean, I've talked about it already this season. I don't think Jake Cohen was a Wisconsin problem. I think... Jay Coden had a Wisconsin problem, so he left <laughs> And because he's done absolutely fantastic for Notre Dame so far this year. It's going to be a storyline I'm sure we're going to see plenty of on game day uh, and leading up to that game at Soldier Field. Uh, does he take his revenge? I don't know. Wisconsin's going to play it tough. Uh, can Brian Kelly pull out all the stops? There's going to be, you know, those Brian Kelly plays that we all know and see in those big games. He likes playing in those big games, so... I think I give Notre Dame the edge here. Uh, Six and a half seems steep for me. I think I'm along with storylines with story where this is going to be a low scoring affair and it's going to get, it's going to be held tight. Um, But I'm excited to watch it. I want to see that little storyline unfold and see how good Jake Cohen can do. And you know what? This is one of those games where Graham Mertz in a big stage like this is going to have to come into his own and actually start playing. Can he do it? Is this the game that he can do it on? And, Uh, I just kind of want to see him yet. yet. I think he's still quite untested. I know he has a decent season last year. He had that really good game against Illinois to start it off, which kind of gave him the starting job for the rest of the year last year. And uh, I just need to see more of him uh, being a good quarterback for this year for for the Badgers. Whoa, I think it would behoove us also to let the
2: fans know that that's not the only thing going on in Illinois this weekend for sports gamblers. You know what? Story, I'll let you tell the fans, but man, what's that? They got over there in that fake football league, the NFL, what's that promo they got going?
1: So if you are in Illinois, Barstool Sportsbook is offering a a sign-up bonus for new users. Uh, Those who haven't uh, signed up and deposited yet, you can sign up uh, and use the code DAVE. Uh, for the record, we are not sponsored by Barstool Sportsbook, no, okay. but it's just a we tremendous no. offer. Although, you know, Dave Porno, if you're listening, I'm sure these guys would love to uh, talk to you. Mm. And any, Anyway, sign up and you can put up to $100 on the Bears spread this weekend. And if they cover, um, they'll give it to you at plus 1,985 odds as opposed to the standard minus 110 odds. What an incredible opportunity. So if you haven't yet, this is the time to jump in and sign up for Barstool Sportsbook.
2: Absolutely, all the way in Illinois. Anybody in Illinois, I mean, people will be crossing the border for this one. You get, you bet the Bears on the spread. You're getting almost two G on a win. I mean, yeah, it, it's something we we had to bring up just because you know people out there that haven't signed up for varsity, take advantage of it, man. Take
0: their money. They want Again, to give it to not you take.
1: sponsored, but if you want to throw us no, a few no. bucks,
0: sure,
2: that they'll take it. Go. <laughs> awesome.
0: All right, well, good tidbit. We'll move on. We got uh, one of the better games for. Uh, betting or at least for DraftKings because it is the highest spread on the DraftKings slate it's Boise State at Utah State 11 a.m on CBS wall that's a tough one
2: for betting Woj. I mean obviously DraftKings makes sense DFS FanDuel and also I haven't heard you bring up either of the FanDuel this year Woj Neither one of them but you know we need to talk about FanDuel a little bit more Boise State minus nine over under a 70 that's where you're getting that FanDuel DraftKings love right there Utah State plus 280 as far as gambling you know I don't I don't know. Boise State has two losses, you know, only one win. Utah State undefeated. They haven't played the level of competition Boise State has, but I'll probably sit this one out and let you uh, pick all your players from this game, coach. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, both teams aren't very good against the run. Uh, and Utah State gives up an average of 255 yards in the air so far this year. So, I mean, there, there are some players to be had. The thing about it is, is Boise State spreads the ball around a lot. 14 players in their team have scored drafting points so far this year. So it, it's tough kind of pinpointing who's going to be the, the good target there. Uh, Khalil Shakir, the wide receiver from Boise State, he's at 7,400 this year. Uh, that's the best steady option. He's got 30% of the targets for Boise State. Uh, that that would probably be my only Boise State play, unless I really heard something come across the news line as far as somebody hurt or anything like that. As far as Utah State goes, uh, they rotate quarterbacks, so I'll look at kind of other options in their offense. Uh, Devin Tompkinson uh, is a wide receiver for Utah State. He's at 8,000. 37 targets for 95.8 DraftKings points so far this year and a TD in every game so far. I mean, he is a steady producer. Again, expensive, though, at 8000 There's another option, though, is Calvin Tyler, the running back for Utah State. And I talked about how Boise is not essentially very good at against the run so far. He's at 5500 This is by far your best mid-tier uh, option on DraftKings. Uh, just based on matchups alone and at only a 5,500, it's, it's solid. I mean, steady carries around 16 every single game so far this year. Isn't involved with the pass game much, but he gets into the end zone. He's at four TDs in his three games. So again, a great option for mid-tier running back there. If you need to you shed some cash somewhere else, uh, this is one of those spots and Calvin Tyler could, could very well go off on this game.
1: Yeah, I think you could look at uh, a cheap stack here too. If you want to pay up in other places and you, you're playing in the standard, uh, setup with, uh, the Boise State quarterback, Hanks, uh, Bachmeyer and Khalil Shakir. Shakir's a hundred dollars more expensive than Bachmeyer, but, uh, they definitely have the opportunity to put some points on the board. Shakir's a big play kind of guy. Uh, Bachmeyer is a, a middle of the road quarterback averaging about 18 fantasy points a game, but it's, a, it's a bit of a salary saver as a compared to some of the more expensive quarterbacks we'll talk about later.
0: Yep, moving on, we got Texas Tech uh, at Texas, 11 a.m. on ABC Wall. Yep, Texas Tech plus eight over under
2: 61 and a half. Texas minus 380 still on the money line. This line opened at, you know, minus 10, minus 10 and a half, depending where you're looking at it. Right away, jumped up to 11, and then it just got hit hard. I think sharp money started coming in on it. People just fading Texas. I think you're probably going to see it drop down, too. We'll probably get to a plus seven somewhere around there. Whether it bounces, who knows? But I think that's what's happening. The sharp money's coming in. Texas really hasn't shown us anything this year. I mean, they're probably I'm a big Texas guy, so I'm not gonna bet Texas Tech. But if I wasn't a big Texas guy, this is probably somebody I'd take, especially with that plus eight, still get me more than one score.
1: You say you're taking you'd be taking Texas in this game. Well, well
2: laying the not, points. I would not take Texas. I'll say that off the bat. If I was mm. not a Texas fan. I might be taking Texas Tech, but I'm not, I'm not going to bet against my boys, you know, hook them, hook them horns.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I just, I'm not sure the Texas Tech defense can contain Bijan Robinson. The, the Texas had been certainly hot and cold this year, especially on defense. Some day, sometimes they could tackle, sometimes they can't. The last game, apparently they could tackle. Uh, but it's, it's Robinson, the offense runs through Bijan Robinson for Texas. He racked up a what was it, 130 yards or so on 13 carries with three touchdowns last week. Uh, over now it is Rice, uh, but over the set last seven games he's got just over eight hundred yards rushing on ninety-nine carries, uh eight point three yards per carry, nine touchdowns, he's got fourteen receptions to hundred and twenty yards over that same span. Um this is just, he is just uh, putting it all out there. And if they cannot contain him, um they're gonna Texas Tech's gonna need to rely on Tyler Shaw to, to push the ball downfield, and I'm not convinced he can do that. So I would I certainly think that Texas wins this game and given a lean, I would actually take Texas and lay the points.
0: That's interesting, uh, and it might even get interesting later in the Woj pick'em. Wall pick em. but uh, like you said, Bijan Robinson, uh, he's 7,200 on DraftKings. Uh, you know, Wall had him week one and kind of rode his coattails for a victory in the DraftKings League. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he is the best part of that Texas offense, and it's the only thing I'm really actually willing to play on that Texas offense, um, and he's got a, a good matchup here against Texas Tech. Uh, they have given up uh, 188.3 rushing yards per game on the ground. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things where maybe he can he can make a big play and get out there. I don't know. It still seems really expensive when I can pick up someone like Calvin Tyler in a game where there's 70 points to be had uh, in an over-under and, and rack up some points with a 5,500 guy than a 7,200 guy. But, yeah, he can make plays and he can be good. So that's one option. Uh, there's an interesting thing going on over here with Texas Tech, though, is because so Jedrick Thompson is back and healthy, the quarterback for Texas Tech. So, I mean, that's just one thing to look at uh, in the big picture here, is they're going to have somebody else back here. Uh, he's 4,800 on DK, and uh, Tajah Brooks is 4,100. Um, keep an eye on it around game time, see what happens uh, between the two of them, if there's some news, but... That's a good option. Um, Eric Azucanama, which uh, I played him quite a bit last year. Uh, he's a wide receiver for Texas Tech. He's 7,000. Uh, you know, like Story says, I really haven't bought in the Tyler Shaw yet, but Azucanama has been consistent and good all season. And for 7,000, he should get his value back, especially in this game, especially if they're going to have to sling it, being obviously down. They're getting points here. So uh, I like him in this game. I like that play. But let's move on. We got another big game and a, a lot of big close games here. Uh, LSU at Mississippi State, 11 a.m. on ESPN. wall.
2: LSU. I mean, week one they, they lost that tough one to UCLA, and it, I mean I, I remembered a lot from that that loss. I, I mean I'm actually gonna take probably take UCLA this week because of that game specifically. But that was a rough loss for LSU. They can't bounce back, you know, but they're playing McNeese State, which who the heck are they? And then Central Michigan, who's a mid-level MAC team. But in this game, I, they are giving points, two and a half over under a 56. Mississippi State is plus 120 in the money line. That's something I would shy away from because I'd prefer that two and a half, which you won't normally hear me say if it doesn't get to three, but I'd prefer that two and a half, not wanting a one-point game. But I'd actually take the other side of this puzzle. i I'd take LSU minus two and a half. I just think this is a game that, you know, it's put up or shut up in this one. they got to beat Mississippi State if they want to have any future this year anyways in the SEC. So I think it's put up or shut up. I think they go to Mississippi State and they cover that two and a half.
0: Yeah, this is a really great game for DFS. and This is one I'm probably targeting the heav- heaviest on uh, out of all of the matchups. It's not the highest over under. Uh, but it's a tight game, and we both know what both of these teams can do, and they can sling the ball. Uh, Mississippi State and LSU can both sling it. They have really good playmakers. Um, Chikavis Marks for Mississippi State is one of them. They're running back. He's at 6,500. Uh, and the reason he's at 6,500 is because he's involved in 44% of the carries and 15.5% of the targets in the team, which is the second, uh, behind only one other person on the team as far as overall targets. So he's quite a bit of the workhorse here. Uh, you know, Dylan Gabriel grabbed some of Mark's carries and targets uh, last week, uh, but I think that was more of an anomaly. I think in a big game like this, uh, Mark's is going to to shine. They're going to go to him a lot. So that's one option. Uh, Makea Polk, the wide receiver for... Mississippi State, he's at 6,200, and that's a steal for a guy that has had 34 targets this season, a 34-target wide receiver at 6,200. He's averaging 18.8 points per game, coming off a 33.6 point against Memphis, uh, one of those games where they're going to have to sling it just like in Memphis games. So uh, he could be a huge steal at 6,200, and then Jaden Wally uh, at 4,800. Is he the new Devontae Smith at or around 6k? Can I, can I, can I say Jaden Wally? Cause he's really good. He's only 4,800 for a guy that we know can produce a lot of points. Uh, he's 16.2 points per game so far this season. Uh, and he's had a TD in at least every single game, which is awesome. For a guy that's had a TD in every single game and that's catching passes and getting 16 points a game for 4,800, that's a, that's a steal to me too. Both of those wide receivers are awesome. Uh, you could even go with Marks and do a triple stack there. Story, what are your thoughts on this game so far?
1: I'm really looking forward to this game. I'm trying to figure out as I put these lineups together, how do I how do I get pieces of this game into each of these lineups? Right, uh, this these neither of these teams have much of a running game to speak of, especially Mississippi State. They basically their their running game is short passes. So, uh, it's going to be a really good high scoring game. 56. I know it's a lot, but I think this game goes way over. I think you, it's, it's the wide receiver of the week for Mississippi State. You could take a couple, like you said, Makai Polk. Malik Heath is an option. Jaden Wally, uh, you could even go down to, uh, Williams or, or, um, a couple low price guys, pick one of those guys and run it back with Kayshawn Booty. It's, he's a LSU wide receiver, just absolutely incredible, averaging 27 fantasy points a game this year. Uh, and you've got yourself a really great sack. Pick either of the quarterbacks, and you're good to run it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure who's going to win this game, but I'm excited. We sh- should see a lot of offensive fireworks. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked for this game.
0: Yeah, like you talked about, Bote is 7,700. Uh, he's one of college football's best wide receivers right now. I mean, get, gets the ball 30% of the time. Um, he did really good in that UCLA game uh, where it was close, and I expect this one to be kind of a, a – Let's see who how many people can score more you know, type of games. There's not quite much defense going on here. So he'll be and involved. Neither, neither and neither
1: quarterback is overly expensive. Max Johnson is more expensive. He's uh, 8,300. Uh, he's super efficient, though. Like, he doesn't throw for a ton of yards, but he throws for a lot of touchdowns. But Will Rogers at 7,800, that's really, really tempting. He's the Mississippi State quarterback. He's been really good this year. Mike Leach's offense is going to put um, some air yards on the board. Um, it's really tempting to just put somebody from one of from one of this somebody from this game into each lineup.
0: Yeah, for sure. I you have to have some action in this game. Uh, and story talked about like there's eight Mississippi State players that you could rely on to score points. So you just pick one of those eight players and you're good. Uh, Will Rogers, how you talked about, uh, he completed 50 passes last week. Guys completed 50 passes, not attempted, completed 50, which is absolutely nuts. Uh, so you're you're getting some crazy. Some crazy high ceilings with Will Rogers there. Uh, and Max Johnson, like you said, is a little bit more money, but he is a safer play. A better Probably a better play if you're going to do a cash game where Will Rogers would be more of a tournament, but really both can go either way. Uh, typically in a stack, what you would take a quarterback and maybe like a wide receiver too, but in UCLA's case, I would, wouldn't do that because of how much Bote is basically just a staple in that offense. It's just Johnson to Bote. Um, so I would take those two, and then if you're going to go with Mississippi State, you could do like a Rodgers and Wally, and that's just 12600 for the stack. That could be 45-plus points, uh, so, I mean, you're you're getting your money back there. I, I think that's to 45. It could go way over that, so, you you know, don't drain all of your cash into this game, but I think a majority, uh, at least a quarter if not half of your cash could go into this game and you could come out really good on the other end. All right, we got one more game to talk about. We got Nebraska at number 20, Michigan State. We At 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, we've already talked about Michigan State and how good Kenneth Walker has been playing. So what do you think, Wall?
2: Man, I, I know what I think in this one. Michigan State minus five over or under a 52. You know, Michigan State's minus 200 on the money line. You know, before I even get into it, I'll just tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bet Michigan State minus 200 on the money line, which is not something I normally do, especially – a favorite where you're not getting that much money one for every two but i'm gonna do it i think michigan state's a good team nebraska getting a lot of love from that you know close close loss to oklahoma last week i don't know if anybody caught that game did anybody catch that oklahoma nebraska game i was
1: i was flipping back and forth between it and i was surprised it looked like oklahoma was going to run away with it and then nebraska just crept back into it and kept it close to uh, rest of the game. It really hurt when I had a four-way parlay and uh, it was Oklahoma to cover as the last
2: leg. And that was a little bit of a stinger on Saturday afternoon. That's always rough over there, Pete. But Nebraska is getting too much love from that close loss. I just don't like it. I mean, I question, I really question that number three ranking in the nation of Oklahoma. I mean, what have they done on this year so far? They, They beat Tulane by five. They squeaked by last week, like we just said. And I I really question that ranking. And that's the only reason that this game is only at minus five right now. So I'm going to lay money on the Michigan State minus 200. I'm going to lay money on Michigan State minus five. Hey, I'm all Michigan State in this one. And I, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm going to look, especially if they win this game, if they don't win, maybe it changes. But I'm going to look forward to betting Michigan State throughout the season, I think. Well,
1: the the criticism from Michigan State right now is who has who have they actually beat that, that's any good, right? Last week they beat Miami, which okay, great, um, and they beat a mediocre Northwestern team and they beat Youngstown State. So they really haven't played anybody that's a, a really good team. That said, they are a balanced team. They're playing incredibly well on offense. Their defense, they've got some of the best safeties in the entire uh, Big Ten um it, this this feels like a role I know I, I'm with you I think Nebraska's getting a little too much love I am not impressed with Scott Frost or that team Adrian Martinez at times he looks good he's throwing the ball well at other times he, he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off back there I don't think that there's any long-term sustainability with that offense and their defense can certainly give up points I see this as a 35-17 35-20 win Michigan State over Nebraska
0: yeah, one good note here is Oliver Martin, the wide receiver that did really good in that Illinois game for Nebraska uh, with 103 yards okay. on 11 targets, he might be back uh, for this game, which would be good for Nebraska. Who, who did they put in that
2: week one or week zero if again, yeah, yeah. Who won that game, Walsh? Who won that Nebraska-Illinois <laughs> game? It, it was, it like, was, it was, was Illinois. Returned. That game. There you go. I mean, it there you it go. was it's Illinois, the...
0: but he did play well for him, and he was one of their top receivers. So he might be back, might be able to help out. But I, there's no way that Michigan State loses this game. Michigan State just looks ah. too good. I'll even, I'll even go away with story there. I think them dominating Miami like they did, 38 to 17, was just shows how good of a team they can be. I mean, if you look at who the, the Alabama game with Miami, I mean, Michigan State looked to dominate them just as well as Alabama did. So I think Michigan State's a good team. Uh, they're here to stay. Uh, as long as they can continue that upfront pressure on their line with Kenneth Walker behind it, uh, they'll, they'll be trucking all season long. Like Wall said, I'll be. I'll be betting them. I I can't wait. Now, correct Got me if I'm little... wrong,
1: but this game isn't on the main slate, the DraftKings main slate. So, right is that right? Well, this game is a night game. Um, so.
0: This game is a night game. It is not on the uh, the afternoon main slate now.
1: Oh so, yeah, you can't play any players in that if you're playing the main slate. But if you are playing the night uh, slate, then I would I would do everything you can to get Kenneth Walker in your lineup. I think he's going to run for 200 yards this game. That might be a lot,
0: maybe 150. <laughs> 150 okay. how many t- how many touchdowns how, how many, many touchdowns, touchdowns if, it,
1: if it doesn't come around with t- t- come away with two I- I'll, I'll be surprised
0: okay all right two touchdowns Ooh. at least 150 right. yards right. right. it up. <laughs> we got a little uh we'll, we'll tease an extra game here we got a little bit extra time we got number seven texas a at number 16 arkansas 2 30 p.m on cbs guys
2: yeah well, we got texas a&m minus five and a and 55 Arkansas plus 180. Arkansas is a good team that, I mean, people are talking them up for good reason. They've, they've done pretty well in the season so far. And Texas AM is a team that just, and they keep winning, which they keep winning, which you can't fault a team if they don't win, but they're not winning, you know, in that eye test kind of way that, you know, this looks like a great team kind of way. They're having to slug it out against teams. They really shouldn't be having to slug it out. And that's why this, spread is under a touchdown as it sits right now minus five and a
0: half yeah arkansas has looked good um in texas AM and really hasn't looked all that good um so i i mean we'll see if arkansas is for real i mean i'll start paying attention to arkansas more if they can if they can handle texas a&m and handle them well like over a touchdown win what do you think story
1: yeah, this is Arkansas's opportunity. If you want if they want to be taken seriously in the SEC, they've got to be teams um in the SEC. It's but the big thing here is Arkansas just needs to put up a few points. All right. Texas AM is having a brutal time scoring. They're awful in the red zone. Their passing game is inefficient. Um Haynes King, who was their starting quarterback to start the year, is injured. Calzada has not been good. Um and now I believe that uh Anaya Smith is in the concussion protocol. And if he's not he's their um uh he was a converted running back. He's their wide receiver, putting up 14 points a game in fantasy. Um, normally, he's a really good pick, but if he's out, then this game, this 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 wide receiver or this uh, this passing game really doesn't have anything going for it. So Arkansas's defense should be able to, uh, you know, work the perimeter, keep them keep them in the middle of the field, and keep short fields, and, and should be able to win this game. Then again, Arkansas is kind of a hot and cold team too. So this one this one's tough. Probably staying away from this game. If anything, uh, I'm gonna throw. Isaiah Speller in, um, he's the running back for Texas A&M, putting up about 20 fantasy points a game. He's definitely worth a look at as, uh, a, 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 probably you could do, um, a, a naked stack with him and KJ Jefferson, the Arkansas quarterback, uh, to get a, a good value there. KJ Jefferson's only 5,700 on DraftKings. So that's probably all I'm looking at for this game in fantasy and definitely staying away from the betting side.
0: All right, my favorite time of the week. We got the Wogen Wall Pickem. We get story to do a pickem uh this week, which is awesome. Uh last week me and Wall had a little bit of a rough week. Uh really disappointed on Coastal not covering the minus 14. They got down to the end zone in the late in the fourth quarter and then threw an interception which kind of just screwed everything up. But uh yeah, uh we both ended up losing, but this week Wall, who are who are you going to take?
2: Well, I think first of all, we should uh bring up the point that it was cushion for me because I won that straight up cash on that Coastal Carolina I disagree that pick was great for me at the end of that game so I appreciate you putting that money in my pocket Woj, but I think we should defer to our guest Mr. Story for the first pick of the pick them
1: right. well this is a great week to bet guys um, I, I've got an official pick but I'm just going to throw a few out there for anybody who's looking to tail um, North Carolina State is getting double digits they're getting 10 at home against Clemson I think that's an easy North Carolina State pick um, Michigan State, I'd probably lean that way. Minus five is not a lot to give up to a uh, Nebraska team that's not very good. Marshall uh, versus a, at App State, Marshall plus seven. West Virginia, if you can get that number to 17 at Oklahoma, I like West Virginia there. Um, Missouri at BC. Buffalo at Old Dominion. There's a lot of good picks. But my official pick this week as part of the Woj and Wall Pick'em, and I, I don't want to jinx anything, but I believe I am still undefeated in this segment, Uh Louisville minus two at Florida State. I cannot, in good conscience, pick Florida State until I see some improvement in that team. going to be wrong eventually, but they have struggles on offensive line. The quarterback situation isn't great. The wide receivers they're throwing to are not good, right? They're struggling against separation. Louisville isn't a great team, but they're miles ahead of Florida State right now. I think this might be the easiest pick of the week. Louisville, minus two, play it up to minus two and a half, minus three, if you need to, if it gets bad up to that point. Louisville, minus two, at Florida State, my pick.
0: I was hoping you'd keep bashing the Clemson bell there and take NC State with that with that first one, but yeah, that was that was pretty good. I like it. All right, uh, I will go with mine. We'll get Walls last. Uh, I am going to take what you suggested not to do, story, and I'm going to take Texas Tech plus eight. You know, you were talking about taking Texas and and giving the points, but I I'm taking the points with Texas Tech. I think their run defense is is better than what what. Texas can produce an offense and I think Texas Tech's offense is isn't that bad Tyler saw yeah we're still undecided but uh, Texas Tech getting eight here I like it a lot of the books are going down to seven and a half already and Wall even teases that that they might go even down to seven so I'm going to take my eight and get on with it for this week uh, for my Wojan Wall pick Wall what do you got I mean I got UCLA minus
2: three and a half I just think that UCLA is a good team I got them at a pretty good number. It's been moving mostly up, but I won't say which sportsbook because I don't like them, but one of the sports books still has it at three and a half. So that's what I'm going to take this week. I'm going to take UCLA minus three and a half. And I'd also like to say, I, I really like what Story had to say about Buffalo specifically taking their game. Also, I believe he mentioned uh, West Virginia against Oklahoma with that big 17 number. I like that too, but... Then he kept talking, and I I stopped liking what he was saying. So maybe story, you are undefeated on this podcast. I took Wode straight up on his pick 'em last week. I'll take you straight up on your pick 'em this week. You want to do it? Oh,
1: you're thinking Florida State
2: can can hang with Louisville? Uh, I don't like Florida State. They're a garbage team, but I just I think you know I I, I think betting. For the reason that you're betting is not a good idea, and I like my 50-50 shot, so I'll,
1: I'll take okay. it. Operation Fade Florida State is in full effect. I'll take it.
2: <laughs> there we go. And if I lose, I can just have Woj pay you directly, right? That sounds good.
1: That, By the way, you mentioned Buffalo. Um, uh, You've got some, uh, as we get more into conference play, I'm looking forward to some more under-the-radar picks, right? Some some more Maction, right? Some Tuesday Night action coming up, so let's just keep an eye out for Thank some. You. you don't always have to be the, the Power Five. There's a lot of good teams out there.
2: No, I agree completely. And earlier, your question why we're doing Michigan State is because, you know, I like that game because that's where I think we're going to make money. Like right now I'm watching the Orioles and I sure hope they put up another run on the Phillies because I'm trying to make money, you know. sorry, that's what we do in this program. We make money. That's what I like to hear.
0: God, that interception burns so hard. I just remember seeing the Coastal Carolina quarterback walking off the field, just swearing, asking, why don't we run the ball? Uh, and the, you talked about Buffalo. They're, they have a good defense. Uh, we saw that. Coastal Carolina has a good offense, score a lot of points on people, and they did really well. So I'm all for the Buffalo uh, games further up in the into the podcast season here. All right, Story, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it uh, very yeah, much.
1: My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me again. Let's, uh, it's been a good year so far. Let's keep
0: it rolling, make a little more money thanks for listening everyone you can catch us on twitter at wwcfb our instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown our website which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and kyle on is collegefootballrundown.com thanks again for listening everybody i'm woge i'm walt and this was the college football rundown we're out